0: Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hello, everybody. Happy COVID Wednesday. That's right. Harry has got the vid after two years of us not getting it, she has gotten it. I got the vid, so does my kid. And I didn't uh-huh. need to rhyme, but now I'm having a good time. <laughs> Well, on this COVID episode of Momtourage, we have got a great show for you today. Firstly, let's start by saying happy pride. Happy pride! Yes, we here at Momtourage really actively work towards creating a loving and inclusive community for all. And that includes our LGBTQIA plus friends. So today we are talking to Amy Landwehr, whose son Mar is transgender. She's going to be t- Teaching all of us how to be supportive if your child comes out as trans and just how to be a better ally. And
1: then we have a summer entertainment roundup for the whole entire family, including an interview with director Chris Williams about his new film, The Seabees. And we have some incredible inclusive titles from our LGBTQIA families.
0: And as always, we have our hashtag swag bag. But up next, take it away, child. The tits and the sits. Would you like to start? I'll start with my tits. I have COVID. I feel
1: terrible and guilty. I mean, Luna could have given it to me or I could have given it to Luna, but a mother always blames herself. She has a fever but is in great spirits. Want to say something in front of the microphone?
2: You are a poopy girl.
1: Okay, you are a poopy girl. There you have it. That's all my child says these days. I feel kind of like crap. I have asthma, so the breathing things are real tricky. Dicky, But my mom finally came in. Well, not finally. God, my mom's come in to help for my entire life. But her obsession with Twitter came in handy once again. She sent me, and I'll post it in show notes, a resource you can use if you have COVID where you can get a telehealth appointment and you can get antivirals either overnight FedEx to you if you qualify or sent to a pharmacy near you to pick up if you qualify.
0: I mean, I would say overall it's a tit that when you finally did get COVID, it was so late in the game where they have developed um, solutions so that it's not so bad.
1: Two, actually. There's two medicines. I didn't qualify for the first.
0: Well, and plus you're vaccinated, you know, and boosted. The research I did
1: on my medication, it's thanks to the strides in HIV and AIDS virus that has made these antivirals of all sorts for all sorts of things more prominent and available to people.
0: Isn't that why things were were available as quickly as they were because we yes. were researching them for other purposes so that's great the tits
1: are strangely I still feel like we're vortexing even though there's a little uh, trip
0: Matt, in the vortex Matt says when you're vortexing you catch everything I still feel like
1: we're vortexing I just am continually impressed with my friends and our followers even just in this little COVID thing like if one of my friends that I met in Montclair just dropped me off soup that's so nice some of our listeners are have reached out via social media telling me not to feel guilty that they had it. And it's such a hard thing for parents to deal with and the guilt. And so my tits are just like, community is everything, guys, family and chosen family. You know, in honor of this episode, it's great when family is good, but also chosen family is family. And the support that you have as a human being, community is important. So I'm really thankful for all of the communities that I'm a part of and just continually reminded about that.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah. And my tits are, thank you, antivirals.
0: That's all I got, guys. My tits are, before Carrie even got close to getting the vid, you and I had to go upstate and record something. Yes, and it was joyful. We got to spend some time at my parents. We spent some alone time without our children. We had I saw your parents'
1: store, which I was so excited
0: about seeing. Charlotte'sville General Store, shout out. That's the jingle now. That's it. You've signed away your rights. Perfect. Get mad on it. And that was really nice. It was just nice to have some solo time. It was nice to have time up in the country. There's something that overcomes me every time we're there where I just want to sleep. Oh my god. Some good napping that happened in nature. Remember that was a hard heavy nap. We walked. We collected ferns and moss. We made a fire. All kinds of things. Just two gals in nature. (laughs) Two lovely ladies wearing boots (laughs) doing nature shit. My shits are I'm just hoping I also don't get the vid. That's it. (laughs) That's really what my my shits are. You know, I feel for you, my friend.
1: I mean, listen, I feel bad that I got it. But it's not like two years ago when your mom got it or when anybody else got it. Right. We're a little bit ahead of it.
0: I mean, I feel like we're a lot more ahead of it. This is less severe. We have shots. It's still scary. And it's scary when kids are involved because our kids are so close to making it to being vaccinated. That's it. Those are my tits and my shits. All right, guys. Up next, we have Amy Landwehr. Today's guest is the mother of an incredible young man who also happens to be transgender. In celebration of pride, we're chatting with her today about how all of us can be better allies to the trans community, whether our children or others. Welcome, Amy Landwehr. How are you, Amy? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us and chatting with us. I think this is something Carrie and I have talked about wanting to talk about on the show for quite some time because not to reduce anything to a hot topic, but I feel like it is becoming more and more so and people don't know how to support. And you have to
2: meet people who are either trans or know about the trans community. You have to know the vocabulary to use. And a lot of it is people do want to support. They don't know how. So this is
0: wonderful. Anything that can get more information out there is great. Absolutely, I agree with you. So you and I were connected through my... My best friend, Zach Oren, who's doing a photo essay called Ides of Gender. I mean, it's a beautiful body of work. It's brought him to all 50 states and Puerto Rico. He's been interviewing and photographing over 400 transgender faces in celebration of them and their stories. And your son, Mar, is one of the youngest people he's photographed. So before we get started, I want to ask you, what are Mar's pronouns? And give everyone a quick rundown for those people who just may not know anything anything. What is the polite way to ask somebody's pronouns? Simply asking. I mean, trans people
2: love it if you simply say, what are your pronouns? So my son Mar, his pronouns are he, him. He is 16 and just finished his sophomore year of high school. Congratulations to both of you. Yes, very exciting. Summer's finally here. Simply asking, being polite. You would much rather someone
0: ask. He's very open to questions rather than make assumptions. So it's not at all insulting. And I excuse these very basic questions, but I really think that people are scared to even ask them. Right. People want to pass right? Right. So is it insulting to even ask somebody that question if they're trying to pass? No,
2: I don't think so. I mean, of course, every person is different, but I've never heard from a transgender person that they've been, you know, insulted that so-and-so asked. Because again, it's wanting to get the information out there and wanting people to understand. So I think most people are very open to it. And also, I'm going to say right now, I am going to apologize to Mar and other people, because even though it's been a while, I still mess up. Yeah. Usually I catch myself right away, but especially if I'm talking about when he was growing up or especially if I'm tired and things are coming out of my mouth before I can think, just have it. But he's just very gracious and generous. And most people are, as long as your heart's in the right place. And yeah, you mess up sometimes. It's okay.
0: So tell us about what your and Mar's journey has been like. Tell us from the beginning, just your story, the both of you together and separately.
2: Journey is a good word. My husband and I, we actually met in college and we ended up, after we got married, adopting. We have an older son from Russia and adopted Mar from Ethiopia. So we're a transracial family in Iowa, very white suburb. So he's always felt a little bit different anyway. But growing up, he was always very athletic and personable. People just loved him. And we We've always had LGBTQ plus people in our lives. In college, we always have friends over and my husband and I were both working full time. And when Mar was around three or so, we ended up deciding to get a nanny and found out two weeks in that she was lesbian. His first pride, I think, was when he was three years old. It's always been something in our life. I've always intentionally attempted to use language that's very inclusive. If something would come up about getting married with both kids, I'd always say, Even when they're young, you know, someday if you have a husband or a wife, but just that type of thing. So at some point, if one of the kids did
0: say, you know, they were gay or whatever, they knew that's okay. You were okay with it. And not that it matters, but they had a loving place to go to and feel safe. Exactly. For them to understand with others as well. I do the same thing with my son. I say, one day when you get married, whatever you want to do, blah, 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 blah. That's wonderful. I think those little, things can make such a big
2: difference. I can only imagine how scary it's got to be especially yeah. if you're not hearing those things and don't know how you're yeah, Absolutely. From an early age we did notice some things looking back now. Some things with Mar little tells. You know he was a typical tomboy, but he wouldn't let me take him shopping. He would only wear his big brother's clothes. I never really asked him about it, but I'm guessing I probably steered him towards the girls section and he didn't want to shop there. He would always you know have the short hair and When we'd be out, sometimes in elementary school, he'd be mistaken as a boy, you know, at a restaurant or whatever. And I would think, oh, no, he'll feel bad. But it made him happy. He was, oh, look, oh, they think I'm a boy. So all these little things that I'm looking back that were a little bit of hints. In like fifth grade or so, I noticed he was starting to like girls, which is Totally different than gender and identity and sexuality. Some people don't understand the difference there. I think around fifth grade is when he started kind of questioning sexuality and gender identity. He's been very involved in a summer camp called Girls Rock. That's like a rock band camp, right? Right. It's just. Fabulous. About half the day, they spend learning instruments and forming a band. And then the other half of the day, it's geared towards females. And they talk about female empowerment issues. And they talk about gender identity. They talk about these issues. And so, you know, he would go to camp every year. And one year, it was the very first day, we go in to sign in, and they have name tags. And they said, what are your pronouns? He talked for a second and said,
0: they, them. I said, oh, interesting. He had not had this conversation conversation with you at this point?
2: No. I mean, there were probably little hints he dropped. Right. He's very much like asking question. It's not for me, it's for a friend type yeah. thing. So there are always little things. That's really, I think, the first time, he really came out openly about it, and obviously to a group of people. And so he decided for that two weeks to try the they them. And at the end, he said that didn't feel quite right. He thought his pronouns should be he him. He told me about it. He had his friends at camp. And by eighth grade, he had told friends at school. So it's just a very slow process. I think that camp. And also around that point, he was, as I said, very athletic, very good athlete. But he just transitioned from athletics to doing acting. And he played a small girl in Fun Home. And in the musical, she discovers, it comes to the realization that she's gay. So all these things were happening at the same time, where he had safe spaces to kind of question who I am. Right. And then he started, he did a lot of musicals and play, after that, he just decided to start only trying out for male roles. Again, it's, like you said earlier, journey. It really is a journey.
0: Everybody's a little bit different. And he's so young at this point where he still has so much of a journey ahead of him. Right. So much life to live and so many experiences to experience. So what was your initial response? We went over when he was at camp, signing in for camp and said his pronouns were they, them. Mm-hmm. Once he came, I am mean, gonna say quote-unquote came out to you as his pronouns being he him what was the first thing you said what how did you handle that
2: it was complicated. Of course, I was very supportive and eventually, like six months later, do you want to talk to a therapist that specializes in this? Because I was realizing, I mean, my first thing I did was research. I've got files and piles of medical journals and articles and anything I could get my hands on. I was really proud of him for being so confident at such a young age to know
0: who he was and be okay with telling people. I'd say it certainly takes courage. Yes, Everyone is going through a hard time in high school. No one knows who they are. Everyone wants to fit in. Everyone wants to be cool. So to stand so independently on your own two feet and have the courage to say, this is who I am. Right. I mean, I think it's very admirable. I didn't have that level of strength in high school, I don't think.
2: No, I still say to this day that he's got it together more than I do. <laughs> I love the same way but also comes with worry and fear will he be safe will he be accepted socially and especially in high school what will dating look like is that going to be an issue you know all you want for your kids is to be happy and how is this going to affect that those were of course initial thoughts and ongoing thoughts My fears are lessened quite a bit. He's on a date right now. Oh, that's so nice. I know. So (laughs) what do you think is the most
1: important thing parents should keep in mind when Mm -hmm. their child comes out or they suspect gender or sexuality are things that their child might be struggling to figure out? What should the rest of us who might not be dealing with it at home do to help support community, the parents? Like, what do we need to know?
2: I think parents need to just remember that their child is still their same child. You know, maybe a little bit different label now that'll be put on them, but they're the same person and that they're probably very scared. They're probably scared of rejection in the family and at school. So they really do need that safe space, take time and try to figure out who you are. I don't think typically, especially with kids, it's just like, okay, one day I know exactly I am trans and I know my sexuality and this. it it, it is a journey. You have to figure these things out. Parents do a little bit of research and learn, especially vocabulary. I worry sometimes people hear transition and that can mean a lot of different things. So knowing what those things mean in different contexts is really important. If you don't have an LGBTQ child, if you're just someone wanting to support, there are so many ways to support. I mean, little things like putting your pronouns on emails. I love it when I see that because if that just brings awareness and support and just educating yourself, finding organizations where you can volunteer money or time. It's Pride Month, you know, go do a fun Pride event. I think anything you can do as a parent, if you have a child that's LGBTQ or questioning, or even if you don't, just the more support that that child can see, the easier it's going to be. I always think it's the small things that can make the biggest difference
1: Also, we all need to make ourselves aware of the language because the language continues to change as the world changes and everyone becomes more aware and things diversify. We have to keep up with the language, period. It hasn't stopped
0: yet. Well, and also just doing those little things is also kind of like um, a little nod to people to let them know that you're also a safe place. For me, that's reason enough to do something like that. You know, I'm safe. You can be yourself with me. Okay, so obviously the transgender community is, a big talking point for politicians and also for parents right now. So what are some things that you want people to know? Or is there anything you want to dispel about the community? Anything Mar would want people to know? I'm just so angry and frustrated with everything
2: that's been going on. Amen, sister. As I mentioned earlier, I'm in Iowa, who right now has a Republican governor and legislature. And in this last session, I think there were 20 bills targeted at transgender Iowans and 12 at transgender youth. One of them passed the trans athlete ban, which we're seeing in different states where females can't be on a team as the gender where they identify. First of all, there was not a problem. This is a solution to a problem that didn't exist I don't know there may be one trans athlete that they know of in the state also there's real
0: things to be concerned about right this is
2: not a thing my kids were both heavily involved with sports and they gained a lot especially team sports are great and to just take that away and be like no you can't go be on the team with all of your friends because you're trans I just don't understand it at all and now we're getting to all the book bannings they're all dealing with LGBTQ issues. And it's important for kids to see themselves represented, whether they're trans or black or whatever. It's important to see yourself in the book and on TV. And they're taking that away. Once they just banned children from going to drag shows.
0: Oh yeah, I posted about that today. It was like, what? (laughs) Someone said, uh, you know, take your children to church, not drag shows. Somebody responded on Twitter with, there have been hundreds of thousands of reported cases of child molestation in the Catholic Church and there have been zero reports at a drag show. Yeah, which is more safe there. Exactly. So you have
1: done a lot of research and thank you for that. Please tell people where they can find some more education on these topics, whether they have a child at home that they think might be struggling
2: with their gender or their sexuality or just so that we can be thoughtful allies. I really recommend you do that and parents do that. First thing, Trevor Project is wonderful. They have a 24-7 crisis and suicide line and they have text for kids who are more comfortable with that. A lot of really good resources on their website. Um, There's also PFLAG, which is for LGBTQ plus and their families and they have chapters all over. So I have never personally been, but I know some parents who go to get, you know, support and ideas. It's a really good organization. Also, I love Lambda Legal. They have a... great summary of the views of all the major medical association regarding treatment for trans children. That's a really good resource. And this is one other thing I'll say. Facebook can be your friend in this situation. You have to find the right groups. That's actually how I met Zach. There are some really good Facebook groups for finding other parents of trans kids, you know, locally, nationally, a lot of good resources. I would suggest that as well.
0: I want I thank you so much for being very open and very vulnerable and by vulnerable I mean you're just living your truth and living your life and honoring your child. Not everyone's there with you so that is a vulnerable act and we appreciate it. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that if you want more information on Ides of Gender which also does this also brings attention to the different faces of the trans community you can check out zachorin.com or at Ides of Gender on Instagram plus if you're currently in the Provincetown area, you can check out Zach's work at the Crown and Anchor Hotel. Amy, thank you so, so much, truly. And please tell Mar we said thank you, because you guys are a powerful duo. Yes. And we send you guys our love. You as well, Ashley and Carrie. Happy Pride. All right. Ah, summer. A time for movies, heat, and unfortunately having your kids home with you. So what better time to explore some fun family entertainment. Seeing as this is our Pride episode, let's start with some fun, inclusive titles that include LGBTQIA plus characters and storylines for the whole family. You want to take on this first one? Yes, it's very up my alley. Dead End Paranormal Park, season
1: one. It debuts June 16th. On Netflix. And it's an animated trans series based on the horror comedy graphic novel Dead Endia and chronicles the adventures of Barney, he, him, and a trans teen voice by transactor Zach Barak.
0: Oh, I love that. Representation. And I also like how his
1: name rhymes.
0: Yeah. I started rhyming at the top. Themas make me rhyme. (laughs) I should have noted that all of these with LGBT QIA plus themes are all on Netflix, just so everybody knows. Thanks, Netflix. Yeah. Next up is Ridley Jones. It's a TVY series. It's an animated preschool series set in the Museum of Natural History that features a character with two dads who happen to be mummies and a non-binary character. I think it's really cute. The mummy daddies are voiced by two gay actors, Chris Colfer, uh, who we love from Glee, and Andrew Rannells, who I actually really, really do love. And Iris Menace voices the character of Fred and his non binary
1: Love it. Heartstopper, it's a TV-14. It's an LGBTQ series based on the graphic novel by Alice Osman. Teens Charlie, who's openly gay, and Nick discover their unlikely friendship might be something more as they navigate school and young love in this coming-of-age series.
0: Next up, we have The Mitchells versus The Machines. You guys may have seen this already. It came out in 2021. It is rated PG. Audience are introduced to daughter Katie's relationship with Jade. P.S. I love Abby
1: Jacobson. I love I her. I love
0: her from Broad City. Jade as mom, Linda Mitchell, who's Maya Rudolph, asks, are you guys official and will you bring her home for Thanksgiving? I love that. Then we have
1: She-Ra and the Princess of Power. It's TVY7. Adora and Katra are in a queer relationship. The series also presents friendships with all genders, holding hands and being affectionate with one
0: another. Also came out in 2018. Then we have Chip and Potato, which I know I've seen. TVY came out in 2019. I love Chip and Potato. I know, they're so cute. Chip and Potato promotes a message of LGBTQ plus inclusivity and diversity to young viewers with the introduction of Roy and Ray Razzle, two zebra dads who just moved into town with their twins Ron and Rub. So cute. Pinky Malinky,
1: which is TVY7. Came out in 2019. JJ Jameson, a character in the series, has three dads who are polyamorous. Love it!
0: <laughs> and then we have some just other general titles. Coming out in June, which it's out now, is Flora's Lava Season love, 2. Love Lava! Is, I know. It is currently what Sebastian is watching while I'm recording to keep him occupied. Look, you know Flora's Lava. It is just Bigger Obstacles Season 2, higher stakes, and even hotter lava. I think you guys are going to love it. It, if your kids love it, check it out. True story. Me, my brother,
1: and my sister tried to be on this season, too.
0: That's cute. I can see that. That's fun. I would love to
1: be on Flores Lava. It looks super fun. Action Pack S2. It's preschool TVY7. With hearts, smarts, and superpowers, the heroic kids of the Action Academy work together to battle the baddies and even bring out the good in them.
0: Sebastian just flung open my door and said, What are you talking about? I am mad at you for talking about Flores Lava. I don't know why he had that accent, but he did. I was like, Why is he talking like uh, some Antonio Banderas, like yeah, wannabe? It's so funny. And then, and a movie I am so, so, so excited to see is Marcel the Shell because I was really into the little shorts that came out so, so long ago. Her voice is so cute. Jenny Slate as Marcel is the cutest. It comes out June 24th starring Jenny Slate, Isabella Rossellini, and Rosa Salazar. For those of you who don't know, Marcel is this like really, really cute teeny tiny one in Shell who like makes the cutest little voices and sounds of a colorful existence with his grandmother, Connie, and, her, and their or pet lint Alan. Connie is such a good name it's for such a, <laughs> a grandmother. Once part of a sprawling community of shells, they now live alone as the sole survivors of a mysterious tragedy. But when a documentary filmmaker discovers them amongst the clutter of his Airbnb, the short film he posts online brings Marcel millions of passionate fans, as well as unprecedented dangers and a new hope at finding his long lost family. If this is anything like the little shorts, you guys are going to love it because it's just so cute. Moving on to July, Netflix has this incredible new animated film called The Sea Beast coming out July 8th. It's really for kids 6 plus. I mean, I've seen parts of it. The animation is just incredible. It's all about the time when terrifying beasts roamed the seas and monster hunters were celebrated heroes. But there was one in particular, the great Jacob Holland. And it is just so incredible. It's from Academy Award winning filmmaker Chris Williams, who did Moana. Big Hero 6, Bolt, and I got to speak with him. So take it away. Today's guest directed films we know and absolutely love, Moana, Bolt, and Big Hero 6. His new film, The Sea Beast, is out on Netflix July 8th and is another gorgeous feat. Welcome, Chris Williams.
3: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much for joining Montrage.
3: I'm very excited to be here. This is awesome.
0: Well, congrats. Tell us all about Seabees. Tell everybody what they need to know.
3: Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I would say that this movie is something, the kind of movie I've been wanting to make my whole life, honestly. Um, When I was a kid, I loved big sweeping adventure stories. I love movies and, and the action adventure movies were always my favorite. So I loved King Kong as a kid and Raiders of the Lost Ark was a lightning bolt moment for me. And I wanted to make a movie that makes Makes people feel the way that I felt when I watched movies like that, these big sprawling films, where characters leave the known world and head off into the unknown. I always really responded to those maps, those old maps those unfinished maps for the nautical
0: would, ones nautical
3: maps where they would populate those big open areas of ocean with sea monsters and I always thought man that would make a really cool world for an animated movie and then I thought well I guess I should make one of those and we were off to the races
0: everything about it just looks so beautiful and so I mean it, it really is incredible what you can do I know that the film was primarily done during the lockdown and before we started recording we were talking about recording in your closet tell me 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 a little bit about how this impacted making not just a film but a film of like this magnitude
3: yeah it came at a really interesting time for us because we had just put together the second screening of our storyboard reels and we're starting to feel good about the story it was just coming together and we were starting to really staff up and ramp up the size of our crew right at the moment that we were all sent home essentially which was daunting at first honestly because animation is such a collaborative art form you work with hundreds of people over the course of years on ultimately one piece of art. And everybody is so interconnected and so dependent on everyone else's skill sets. And so the idea that we were all going to go off into our homes and continue to try to work together, we weren't sure if that how that was going to work. But I I will say there was a sense, I think at that point that there was an opportunity to make something really special here. And the crew seemed very galvanized around the possibility of of this movie. And so it was almost like nothing was going to get in our way. And at that point, we were all in and committed. And honestly, the technology had gotten to a place, you know, everyone's using these Zoom meetings and got in place where it was possible. And if it's possible, then we're going to do it. It was odd in a way, you know, I'm used to working in rooms full of, you know, dozens of people collaborating on something. And here I'll be looking at dozens of little pictures of people's heads, you know, and most of the crew that we worked with, or at least a good chunk of the crew, I never actually met in person only through Zoom, right?
0: Wow.
3: And, And still have not met them and hope to meet them someday and thank them personally, because they spent years of their life working on this thing too. It wasn't just me. So many of our actors in their closets of their homes, which was unusual, but we just kind of rolled with it. It was just the new normal and there was a movie to make.
0: I'm very excited to watch it with my soon to be five-year-old. So I think he's going to be super, super into it. He's very into adventure. And now that's what he plays is like, I'm on a quest. So I think he'll like it. it. So we asked all of our parents this question. What is the number one thing you think Every parent should outsource if they have the means to do so.
3: (laughs) Wait, are we talking about movies anymore or just life?
0: No, just in life. Just like the complex day-to-day being a parent and somebody existing in this world. Like, what is the one thing you outsource and you think everyone else should?
3: Oh, boy.
0: We've gotten all kinds of crazy answers.
3: Ultimately, you're saying, what is the thing about being a parent that really is especially challenging? Is that the essence of it?
0: Essentially, yeah. Like your domestic life, the life that people that, you know, you're working on a film don't know about that your kids and your partner would know about? My
3: boy has uh, an insane sweet tooth. He is just nuts for candy.
0: Same with my kid.
3: And so if there was a way to just have him just eat his vegetables or his salad without there being any kind of coaxing or pushing or debating or bargaining, that would be awesome.
0: That would, yeah. If
3: someone could just have that magical skill to just make it happen, that would be awesome. My daughter plays a lot of sports. She plays softball. and and volleyball, which involves a lot of driving, long trips down to Anaheim and whatnot. But I love the games. It's getting up early.
0: And they're like 8 a.m., right?
3: Games can be at 8, which means you're getting up sometimes at 5 or 6 in the morning and doing that long drive and the sun hasn't come up yet. Yeah. If there was a way, maybe I just need a driver. (laughs) So I can be in the backseat. Maybe I can take a nap in the backseat. Someone else drives and they wake me up for the game. That might be nice. I would would take one of those.
0: That is a first that both of those are the first we've heard of those answers. And I think they're really good, reasonable answers. Oh, good. Okay.
3: (laughs) I have a question for you, if you don't mind.
0: Please. What is
3: the most common answer?
0: Firstly, I never get asked questions on this end. So thank you. (laughs) And secondly, the most common answer I think would be house cleaning of any capacity. But the weirdest, most out of the box answers we've gotten was Andy Grammer, the singer, said someone to put in the car seat into the car, which I thought was a really good answer. Right. That's good. Yeah. And Melissa Roush from Big Bang Theory. And she said that she would like somebody to kind of like go through the clothes that your kid grows out of and kind of like package them, put them away, mostly because she gets really sentimental and it tugs on her heartstrings. Um, You know, I thought that was a good one, too, but I'm a little too type A for that one.
3: Those are great answers because it's true. There's almost this like strata of clothes. When When I open up Charlie's drawers, like the clothes that are his size are on top. And then as you go deeper down, the clothes. Got smaller and smaller, they don't fit anymore. I'm not sure why we have them anymore. No. I have a slightly easier time letting go of things. So I would be able to say, okay, this has got to go. That's a really hard time letting go.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Can you plug the film, plug yourself, anything else you want everybody out there to know? Oh my
3: gosh. Well, I'm certainly not very good at plugging myself. <laughs> I will, however, I'll plug the crew because I was very lucky. You know, when I left Disney animation to come to Netflix. It, it meant that I was going to be saying goodbye to a lot of really close friends that i worked with for decades and I was going to meet a lot of new people and get to know them and and try to make something together, which is a very intense collaborative experience. And I was very fortunate with the people we were able to connect with and and work with. I felt energized every single day coming in and and working with people that were willing to commit to something like this that was so ambitious and give everything they had. And and I think you see it in the movie. I think when you watch the movie, you feel a deep commitment to make something that was really ambitious and and really challenging. I'm really proud of of their work.
0: Well, congratulations for everybody out there. The Sea Beast is out on netflix july 8th chris thank you so much what a pleasure this was such a great conversation i can't i truly can't wait to watch the whole film and show my son
3: awesome well, i hope you enjoy it
0: good luck hope to talk to you soon thank you pause of fury the legend of
1: hank is in theaters. July 15th. A hard on his luck hound, Hank, Michael Sarah, who we love, finds himself in a town full of cats who need a hero to defend them from a ruthless villain played by Ricky Gervais.
0: Perfect casting. I know. An
1: evil plot to wipe their village off the map. With the help from a reluctant teacher, Samuel L. Jackson, to <clears throat> train him, our underdog must assume the role of town samurai and team up with the villagers to save the day. Only problem cats hate dogs. It stars Mel Brooks, George. Takai, Asaf Mandavi, Gabriel Iglesias, Jamin Hatsu, Michelle Yeoh, Kyle Kukoa, and Kathy Shim. Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank, once again uh, in theaters July 15th.
0: And then moving on to August, we have on August 5th, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie on Netflix. I'm a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. I know, me too. It's- Heroes in a Half Shell, Turtle Power. When a mysterious stranger arrives from the future with a die, warning Leo is forced to rise and lead his brothers Raph, Donnie, and my favorite Michelangelo in a fight to save the world from a terrifying alien species.
1: Yet another amazing show, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. My daughter already loves it. Season I, one I really like floor, it too. It's so good. It's rating TV Y7. Camp Cretaceous follows a group of six teenagers chosen for a once-in-a-lifetime experience at a new adventure camp on the island of Isla Nublar. But when the dinosaurs wreak havoc across the island.
0: What a surprise. Jurassic Park, the dinosaurs wreak havoc. Didn't see that one coming. The campers are stranded,
1: unable to reach the outside world they'll need to go from strangers to friends to family if they're going to survive
0: by the way the whole series is produced by Steven Spielberg. I mean, that could be like very distanced from his everyday work, but I think that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. I mean, love it. Love it. There you go. Some great ways to spend your time. A lot of ways to entertain your children and Godspeed to you. Especially if you have COVID like me and Luna. All right. Hashtag swag bag. Hashtag, Hashtag swag bag. Swag bag. You
1: know, I was going to go with something else, but... Are you going with your antivirals? I am going to go with my antivirals. Good choice. New <laughs> um, It's one of two antivirals. This one has the less amount of drug interactions. They work in two different ways, the two different antivirals. I'm also going to say that in tandem with this swag bag is the website findcovidcare.com, which is how I was able to get this med- medication through a telehealth visit with free pill, and they sent me the medication you can get tax lovid or the one that I had shipped to you if you qualify. And thanks to my mom's addiction to Twitter, uh, I found this out. So we will um, link to that because what an amazing resource. Yeah, truly. I will just say, because Ashley and I are a little bit up with the people, I just want to say that it's a crazy society we live in because my insurance when I went to a healthcare clinic would not prescribe me this. And there is a cost to this telehealth visit. Although the medication is free, covered by my insurance, the telehealth visit and the service to get it so quickly to you, there is a cost. So once again, I'll just say there is entry to play in this game. And lots of people who don't have the same means, unfortunately can't always get the care that they need. I just want to continue to highlight that. But thanks to this service, you can, for some people. (laughs) I don't know how to say that without sounding terrible.
0: I mean, it did sound terrible. I don't know. Uh, I just don't know how to say it. It just sucks that we live in a world. We need universal health care, essentially. Right. So that's what I'm trying to
1: say. I'm not trying to be like, ha ha, I had $107 to do this. But it's a world we live in, guys. And uh, Ashley and I want to continue to highlight that we are not blind to it. And we are continuing to try to fight the fight. That's
0: it. On a different note, mine is these Clean Skin Club Clean Towels. You can get them on Amazon. They're linked in our show notes. But essentially, they're biodegradable face towels. I use it to like take off my makeup when I'm traveling. I really only use them when I'm traveling at home. I use a washcloth. But when I was with Carrie, she tried it and she was like, oh, this is great. I should keep these when I travel. And I was like, yeah, this should be my swag bag. I always forgot to talk about it. They're huge. So I basically cut them in half and get more. Use out of them. Box of fifty is about eighteen dollars, and I bought. A box last summer for all our, like, you know, driving trips to Pleasantville to my parents' house, and I still have plenty to go. So, again, they're biodegradable, and I just think they are really, really incredible. They have a texture on different sides, so you can get a little bit of exfoliation while you're taking off your makeup. Just one of those really great things to have in your travel bag. And Ashley cuts them
1: in half to make them even more eco. Yeah, I said that too crazy. It's the COVID. It's
0: the COVID. All right, guys, it's been stay real. safe out. Out there. Don't get COVID. And if you do go to that website, bye. Yeah, love you. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you, you are not alone. We got you.
1: So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you, and go slay. Momterage is a cafe mom podcast, written and produced by Ashley Herring Smith and Carrie Sotero Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song "MILF" is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at @mamadrama_band or mamadrama.band.com.